The last thing we were discussing was the case where a short time damaged someone else and then creditors came and took that cow. We explained why the person who's been damaged has more rights to that cow than the, uh, than the creditors. It's because the goof, the body of the cow that, dam- that damaged is connected to the, the person he damaged. And with that, we're going to start Lamedal Amud Aleph, six lines in by the two dots where it says Tanura Banan. The Gemara brings a Braita. Tanura Banan, Shor Shavimataim. If a short time that's worth 200 Shenagah, Shor Shavimataim, it damaged another uh, another ox that's worth 200, Vehaval Bob Hamishim Zuz. And it, damaged, it caused damage of 50 Zuz. So now it's worth a quarter less. Veshabah. And now the the cow that's been damaged all of a sudden has been enhanced. And now it's worth four hundred zuz. You cannot say, "Oh, your your cow is now worth much more, and therefore I don't owe you anything." No. If it was alive, maybe it would have been worth 800, not just 400, 800. And therefore, you have to pay whatever the damage was at the time of the damage. You have to give 50, divide that by half, it's 25. Kahash, but let's say it went down in price. So this uh, this cow's worth 200, went down to 150, and now it kept on going down. Kish'at Ahmad Abadin, you have to give him whatever it was at the time where they came to Betin. So if the damage at the time they came to Betin was 50, divide that 25. Shabah Mazik, let's say the damaging cow all of a sudden was enhanced and it's worth more money. You're not going to get more money out of it. Rather, the, the damager has to pay whatever his cow was worth at the time of the damage. So if it was worth 200, half of that's 100. That's what you. That's the most you could get out of him. If it went up to 400, you're not going to get 200. Kahash, if it went down in price, meaning if the damaging cow went down in price, then you have to pay whatever it's worth at the time it came to Betin. So let's say the damaging cow went down, let's say it's now worth 100. So the the only thing you can get out of it is a twelve and a half. It, originally, it was it did a quarter damage, so it was, and the fifty was twenty five. Now it's twenty five, uh, twelve and a half. That's what you have to give. So Amar more the Gemara doesn't understand. Look at the last piece in the Brayta. It says Shavah Hamazik Noten Kishata Nezik. If the damaging cow was enhanced, went up in price, you give whatever it was worth at the time of the damage. Mani who's that like Rabbi Shmaeli the Amar Baal Chovhu. He holds that the, the person who caused damage owes money to the person who got damaged. The damager owes money, and the, the one who's been damaged is a creditor, and you owe the money. That fits perfect with Rabbi Shmael. But look at the safe of that last piece. Kahash, if it went down in price, if the damaging cow went down in price, then you only have to pay him 12 and a half. We go by the price it was at the time where they came to Betin. And that's a time that Akiva. That goes according to Akiva, the Amash Utafenu, that said that they became partners. At the time of the damage, now the de- the person who's been damaged, owes, he owns part of that cow that damages. And then when it da- went down in price, now they split it. So this doesn't make sense because Resha Rabbi Shmael and Sefa Rabbi Akiva. How do you say the first part Rabbi Shmael, second part according to Rabbi Akiva? So the Gemara explains, La, Kula Rabbi Akiva. The whole thing is Rabbi Akiva. 
What are we dealing with over here? Where the the person who was cow damaged, he started feeding his cow, he enhanced it, it became huge. So that's why he earned, you know, he, he put in the work, so he's supposed to get all the, the money. And therefore, he only has to pay whatever the damage was at the time. So the says, If we're talking about where he fed it and he, he made it bigger, then look at the, the first part, all the way in the beginning of the Brayta. Shabah ve'amad al arba'am me'ot azuz. If the cow that's been damaged went up in price, now it's worth 400. At whatever it was worth at the time of uh, the, the damage. Now, now, if we're talking about where the person whose cow had been damaged fed his cow, enhanced it, made it grow again, do you even have to bring that up? Of course, he would uh, get the money. So, Amarath Papa explains, Resha. The, the first part where the damaged cow went up in price, that's That happens whether the person whose cow has been damaged fed the cow, made it, enhanced it with his own hands, or it just grew and enhanced all on its own. And you have to bring it down for the following. The Hidush is the Hechadeshavhamimele, that even if it grew and enhanced all on its own, still noten lokishatanizak. We still go by the time of the damage. However, Sefa, where the damaging cow went up in price, Lomashka Hatla Elak Shepitemo. The only way we can even discuss it is where the the, the damager uh, the one who owns the damaging cow, he fed it, he enhanced it on his own, and that's where the question uh, comes in. Does it belong to him? Does it belong to him? Together, who does it belong to? So we really brought it in for that case. Next, Kahash, if the cow that's been damaged went down in price, we go by Kishat Amadabadin, we go by whatever it was at the time when they came to Betin. So Kahash Mehamat Mai, why did it uh, depreciate? Ilimadek Kahash Mehamat Melacha. If the person who owns the damaged cow made it work, and that's why it went down in price, let the damager say, you make, you're, you're depreciating your cow and I should pay you for it. So, it keeps on going down in price because of the original hit. The the, the one who's been damaged tells the, the, the damager, the torach kebirabe. Your ox's horn is uh, buried inside my cow, meaning it's uh, the damage is still happening as a result of your cow, and that's why it went down in price. Next Mishnah: Shor shavim atayim shenagah. Shor shavim atayim, an ox that's worth two hundred. Gord another cow that's worth two hundred. Be'enan nevelayif yafak klum, and the carcass isn't worth anything. Amar bimeir. That's Rabbi Meir holds. That's why the pasuk says. You sell the living ox and you split the money. Amar der Biuda, Biuda says, "Vechen halacha." How can you say that's the halacha? Kiyamta umacheru et ashora hai vechatzut kaspo. You were able to uphold the first part of the pasuk where they sell the cow and they split the money. Velo kiyamta uvegam mamet yehetzun. You didn't uphold the second part of the pasuk which says the the carcass, the dead cow. They split enough also. Meaning you're only, able, you're only able to figure out an answer for the first uh, half of the pasuk, not the second. 
Rather, Buddha holds, Ve'ezeze, what are we talking about? Shor shavim matayim shenagah, shor shavim matayim. We're talking about a situation where, the, that pasuk is talking about a situation where uh, a cow that's worth 200 goes another cow that's worth 200 vane, vila yafa hamishim zuz. And let's say the carcass is worth uh, 50 zuz. Sheze notel hatsia hai vahatsia med, veze notel hatsia hai vahatsia med. Each one gets a piece of the living one and a piece of the dead one. And the Gemara starts. We have a Brayta like our Mishnah, Tanur Abanan, Shor Shaveh Mataim, Shinagah Shor Shaveh Mataim, an ox that's worth 200, a Gordon ox that's worth 200, and the carcass is worth 50. One of them takes uh, half of the living uh, ox and half of the dead ox, and the other person takes half and half. That's the shore that we're talking about in the Torah, where it says in Machirah Shor Ahai Vachatut Gaspov, Vigametamit Hatsun, the Pasuk that we brought. That's the very Beuda. And Rabbi Meir Omer, that's not a shore that we're talking about in Torah. Ela, what's the case? That the like we explained before, Shor Shavim Matayim Shenagach the Shor Shavim Matayim, an ox worth two hundred, Gordik an ox that's worth two hundred, Vena Nevelayef Aklum, and the carcass isn't worth anything. Azene Amal Machirut Ashor Ahai VeHatzut Kaspo the pasuk says. Uh, sell the living one, split it in half. Elamanim Kayim VeGam Hamet Yachzun. So what I do with the other uh, part of the pasuk? That's Pehatche Pehato Mita Machatzin Bahai. That's in a case where the the dead ox is worth something. Let's say it's worth even a hundred. Okay, so in that case we split, we sell the the living cow and we split it in half, and the other person has to give him fifty from the living cow. So now the Gemara takes a step back and asks a question: Ben Rabbi Meir, Ben Rabbi Yehuda. According to both of them, in the case where the ox that got hurt it went down fifty high, shakil shakil. According to both Rabbi Meir and according to Rabbi Shmuel, it doesn't make a difference. According to both of them, they both walk out with one twenty-five. Then my benayah. Then what would be the practical difference between both of them? Really, technically, you could pay them however you want. So if each one walks out with one twenty-five, then what does it make a difference how we split it? So Amarava pehat nevelaika benayu. So Rabbi explains there would be a difference if the carcass went down in price. Uh, until they got to Betin. According to Rabbi Meir, Savar, Pehat Nevela, Denizakave. According to Rabbi Meir, you know, the, the loss is on the, on the person whose cow's been damaged. The damager only has to pay whatever it was worth at the time of the damage. According to Rabbi Yehuda, he held that when it went down in price, it's on the damager also. He has to at least uh, take uh, half of that loss also. Because according to him, at the time of the damage, that's it. Now uh, the, the the living cow belongs to both. So now, Amade Abaye. Abaye has a question to Rabbah. Imken, if that's the case, that according to Rabbi Huda, it belongs to both of them, then Matsinu the Rabbi Huda, then we see according to Rabbi Huda, Tam Hamur Mimuad, the case of a short Tam is more strict than a short Muad. See, if a shore mu'ad damaged, we learned on Da'af Yud, that the, that the carcass belongs to the one who's been damaged. And over here we're learning that in a case of a shore tam, they would split it. And if you want to say that's the truth, that according to Rabbi Uda, a tam is more strict than mu'ad, like we learned in regards to someone watching over his, his cow, his ox, 
if someone didn't watch it well, meaning he did whatever he was supposed to, but he didn't go the extra mile, Rabbi Uda Omer, Tam Hayav, Umu'ad Patur. Rabbi Uda holds that if it's a short Tam, that way, that uh, left this uh, this low level of uh, safeguarding and and uh, damaged, you have to pay for it. And if it's a shor muad patur, because you did what you were supposed to do, you watched over it, and people should know that there's a shor muad in the neighborhood, and you have to be careful. So you see, according to Bihuda, in certain cases, a muad is more lenient than a tam. But the Gemara explains, Emma the shemat shemira. Maybe what we said, Rabbi Uda holds that a mu'ad is more lenient than a short time. That's only in regards to safeguarding it, to watching it. Because you have psukim, and you could be doresh that a time you have to watch over more than the, the mu'ad. However, did you hear anything in regards to paying? That you have to pay more by short, by short time than a short mu'ad? Yeah, the Gemara is going to bring a proof that Rabbi Uda holds that way, that in regards to payment, short Mu'ad is more lenient than a short time. Rabbi Uda Omer, the Pasuk says they sold the living uh, ox and they split the money and then they split the carcass also. Let's say a short time, which was worth 100 zoos, that a gourd, uh, uh, another bull that was worth uh, five selaim, which is 20 zoos, so 100 uh, gourd to 20. Let's say the carcass is now worth only four zoos. So what would come out is, they both walk out with half of the living animal, half of the dead animal. And what would end up happening is, the the one who's been damaged gets part of the other animal, so he'll get more than what's his animal worth. His whole animal was worth 20, but now that they're splitting the living animal, he's going to be getting uh, 50. So the Gemara explains, When we talked about Shor Mu'ad, was it to be more strict or to be more lenient? Obviously, it was to be more strict. If the Mu'ad, which is more strict, it's, it's it gored a couple times, and we only make it pay whatever it damaged, all the more so with the Tam, you only have to pay whatever you damaged. So you see the review that holds that a Tam is more lenient than a Mu'ad. So how can you say that in regards to the, the carcass going down in price, that a Tam is more strict than, than a Mu'ad? So rather, Rabbi Hanan says we're talking. The machlokah between Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Uda would be as if the carcass went up in price. Let's say at the time of the goring it wasn't worth anything, and then afterwards that now it's worth fifty zuz. The more savah Rabbi Meir, the entire carcass the nizakave belongs to the one who's been damaged, and therefore if it went up in price, it, it's his. Umor Savar and Abiyuda held that their partners, and therefore Palga, they split the carcass. And this is the problem that Abiyuda had with the Braita. We saw that in regards to the Mazik, the damager, the Torah felt bad and it gave him half the, the enhancement. 
it says vamet yachetzun. So if it went up in price, he gets half of it. Yachol shor shave hamesh selaim. So the problem is, let's say you have a shor that's worth five selaim, which is let's say twenty zuz. Shenagah shor shave mane. The twenty zuz shor damaged a hundred zuz shor. But nevela yafa hamishim zuz, and the nevela is worth fifty zuz. Maybe they each get half of the living and the dead. Amart, you say can't, that can happen because where do you have a situation where the damager is rewarded because he's getting more over here. Over here is getting more money because his 20 zoos cow just damaged the other thing and now he's going to get half of that cow and he's going to get more money. And that doesn't make sense. Number two, it says shalim is shalim. It says that the damager should pay, meaning ba'alim is shalimim. It means the the damager pays, not takes. So it doesn't make sense that he's going to take uh, half of the uh, half of the uh, the dead cow if he's going to make money on this. My Vilmer, what's the point of bringing that last pasuk shalim is shalim? If you want to say that the damager doesn't get the half when he's going to make more money than the one who's been damaged, but if there's no loss to the one who's been damaged, for example, let's say a 20 zoos cow gored another 20 zoos cow, and the, the carcass is worth 30 zoos, maybe maybe the damager also gets some of the enhancement Meaning they should split it half half. That's why Rabbi Yehuda had to come and explain. You have to explain that there's a pasuk also that says that we only split in regards where the the damager is going to pay, not when he's going to be taking. And Amar the Rava Haba Tachlifa the Rava Imken. If Rabbi Yehuda is not Toresh the pasuk vegamet ameti chetzun like Rabbi Meir, where the the damager only has to pay half of what he damaged. If Rabbi doesn't hold like that, then Matsinu Rabbi Uda Tamish Shalim Yuter Mechatsi Nezek. Then we see that according to Rabbi Uda, that the damager has to pay more than half the damage. It goes against everything we learned up until now. The Torah says, you, you sell the living cow and you split the money. So you see that the damager doesn't pay more than half of what he damaged. So Gemara explains. Rava takes a step back and explains. Rabbi Uda does hold that whatever damage happened, they split and they take it out of the the living cow. Menalen, where does he learn from? They also split the dead uh, animal. But didn't we say that Rabbi Udas needs that pasuk that each one gets half of the living and half of the dead animal? So Akuma explains, if it's just like that, it should just say the dead animal they should split. My vegam, what are you learning from the word vegam? You also learn that the damager became a, a partner in the animal that died and he gets half of it so not only you pay half the damage but now you become a partner also that's what he learns from the word vegan
Next Mishnah. Yesh hayav al maaseh shoro. There's certain situations where a person has to pay for damages of what his cow did. Upatur al maaseh atzmo, and he would be exempt from paying if he did something wrong. And there's patur al maaseh shoro. Hayav al maaseh atzmo. In a certain situation where someone is exempt for for what his animal did, and he's liable for what he did. Ketzad, how so? So the Mishnah explains. Shoroshibiyesh patur. If uh, ox, if someone's ox embarrassed someone, same for the other four in his akim, patur, then he doesn't have to pay. Vehushibiyesh, but if a person himself embarrassed someone else, hayav, he has to pay for that embarrassment or the other four stuff. Shoroshesimet ainavdove pilachino. If someone's ox blinded a slave or knocked out a tooth, patur, the master does not have to free the slave. But if uh, the, the master blinded his slave in an eye or he knocked out a tooth, Hayavi has to free him. Now, on the other hand, how do we have a situation where a person is exempt and uh, the ox is, uh, you have to, you're obligated to pay for what the ox did? Hayav. If someone's ox damaged, uh, the, let's say the owner's uh, father or mother, the, the owner has to pay his parents for what he did. But if a person damaged his parents, he is exempt from paying because now he has to deal with a bigger uh, punishment. He has to deal with a bigger punishment, which is death. You, you hurt your parents. Same idea. Same idea. If someone's ox burnt someone's uh, heap, uh, a pile of, 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 let's say, hay, straw, wheat, whatever it is on Shabbat, he has to pay half damages because it's not normal. But if someone uh, lit a fire and burnt someone's uh, pile, he's patur from paying. Because the the person himself has to deal with a bigger punishment. He's hayav mita. He has to he has to get punished by death. And therefore, since you have a, to deal with a bigger punishment, you, you, you don't have to pay for it. And the Gemara starts, Tane Rabbi Abuhu Kamed Rabbi Yohanan. Rabbi Abuhu taught from Rabbi Yohanan, Kolamikal Kelin Peturin. Anyone who ruins things on Shabbat, he is patur from paying. Except for wounding someone or burning. In those two things, even if you are doing it in a way where you're ruining something, you're damaging something, you're still obligated to pay. Amar leh, Yohanan told Rabbi Abu, Puk taneh de balagot, outside. Because hovel o mav'ir ena mishnah. The wounding someone, burning something, is not a mishnah, meaning that that's not the correct halacha. Rather, even if you did it in a way where you're, you're damaging something, you're still patur. And by the way, there's a very interesting Mahloket Rishonim. What exactly is the Mahloket between Rabbi Abuhu and Rabbi Hanan? According to Rashi, Rabbi Shemuel, according to Rabbi Abuhu holds like Rabbi Shimon, that anyone who ruins something when damaging, he's still obligated to pay. And Rabbi Hanan held like Rabbi Huda, that if you're ruining something when damaging, you are patur. Tosfot, on the other hand, they explain the Mahloket between Rabbi Abuhu and Rabbi Hanan that they're both arguing according to Rabbi Shimon. They both hold like Rabbi Shimon. The question is, does, according to Rabbi Shimon, does there have to be some sort of uh, a good intent over here? Meaning it's not just ruining, but you had an intent to do something. 
according to Rabbi Abhu, you don't have to you don't have to particularly think of something good. Meaning, you don't have to think of doing a melacha. Just ruining is good enough to 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 make someone hayav. And according to Rabbi Yohan, no, you, you need some sort of fixing. You need to be doing something that you want to do. Interesting mahlokit in regards to Hot Shabbat. Now, the imtim tzelomana mishnah. If you want to say that when they said that anyone who uh, is damaging through wounding and uh, and burning is hayav, if you want to say that's mishnah that's correct, then you have to explain it in in a case where hovel betzarich lekalbo, where someone is wounding someone, taking out the blood so that his dog could eat the blood. By the way, there's a famous Rambam who holds that if someone is angry at someone and he uh, hurts him, he punches him and makes him bleed, so that's considered fixing something. You're fixing your anger and therefore you would be hayab on that wound. Uh, interesting. And uh, number two, and we're talking about a situation, when would you be hayab for burning is when you need the ashes. So then I can make a case, okay, you had intent to do a melacha and you'd be hayab, but regular ruining things, no, that according to everyone, you'd be patur. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem la'olam, amen ve'amen.